Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. Welcome to a bite-sized blues episode. The draft happened and the Colts picked 12 picks. We will highlight a few of them, talk about one of the best moments of the draft, and another episode of the Niners Neighborhood. So here we go. Yeah, 12 picks, that's a lot. Um... Mm-hmm. Most definitely in the Chris Ballard uh, era. And pick number one for the Colts, Anthony Richardson. Hopefully we got our franchise quarterback. Yep. Uh, according to them, that's who they wanted the whole time, which means the Levis Pro Day with all the group that was there was smoke like we said it was. Yup. Uh, apparently, they've been on him since last August uh, when the scouts were out there at uh, practice, early practice uh, with Florida. Um, are you concerned about accuracy? Um, like Anthony Richardson's accuracy? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, see, here's my thing. There are a lot of things that can be taught. Accuracy, one of them. Natural talent, speed, vertical. He was first in all of his class. Mm-hmm. Those can't be taught. Nope. Accuracy can be taught. If he was good enough to get drafted in the first place, he has to be at least kind of accurate, which is teachable, especially for Shane Steichen. So, no, I'm not concerned about his accuracy. Yeah, I think, uh, I think that you can look even at his minimal college starts and see improvement along the way, which means he's teachable, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Are you concerned about his decision-making? Once again, it's another thing that can be taught. Um, So, quick answer, no. My explanation behind it is now, I don't know what type of decision-making this was, but take, for example, that play where he jumped up Faked it, turned around, went and think. No, it might two, have been two point conversion against Utah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It might have been the second second guessing there, but if it wasn't, maybe he jumped up and decided real quick, I'm not going to do that. So he turned around and found the open man. I think that was good decision making. That shows um, potential, and I think that that couldn't be taught. Yeah, I think the key is coaching staff. Uh, making a simplified game plan that suits his strengths well, utilize JT as much as possible, um, and, you know, go uh, go with the strengths of your team. Now, in order to do that, we're going to need to fix the O-line a little bit. What mm-hmm. excites you the most about Mr. Richardson? Um, so there's a lot of potential within him. I think that he kind of reminds me a lot of Lamar and the way he plays. So I think that Lamar aspect him, though, whether he's going to run or yeah. throw kind of like... And yet like, he's yet he's bigger. Exactly. And 
with Matt Ryan, uh, Philip Rivers, Brissett, and those people, there wasn't the option to run, so they always had like a free linebacker. I think against Richardson, they're going to have to have like a spy on the quarterback, which loosens up the pass mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. So. Yep. Um, and if you can sell those fakes, that's one thing I noticed. He sells those uh, RPO fakes really well. Mm-hmm. And so you don't actually know uh, which way the ball's going. Uh, Ursay did mention uh, that uh, if Richardson was not available, because it did get a little dicey up there because the third pick was traded, and for that split second, when you know it's traded, it's like, who's it going to? Um, and so Ursay did, he was the only one to mention that if Anthony wasn't there, they would take Levis. They would have drafted him. Instead, Levis fell all the way to the beginning of the second round. Which was a surprise for a lot of people. Yeah. Also, got uh, Juju Brents, which uh, is a local kid, played for Warren Central High School in Indianapolis, uh, said that he pretty much grew up in a Bob Sanders jersey, which much respect to that. Uh, One of my all-time favorite Colts. And uh, was in Indy when he got the call. Uh, thought it might have been a friend pranking him. Turns out it was the cold stone and then he got drafted. Yeah. Um, Juju Brents is a great addition. We needed secondary. I think they went out and got the guy that I wanted. Maybe some people might have been like, oh, Branches was better. He was there. I'm like, eh. I, I think Brents is better um, further down the line. I feel like he has a lot of potential. Plus, him being from India, I know that people that who want to play for the team that they're playing for, not just got drafted by them, play a lot harder because they want to respect the team more. Yeah, yeah, it's deep in his bones. Um, And then uh, Josh Downs, uh, one of our scouts called him Hiccup uh, because he can surprise you, and the only way to get rid of him is to have a drink of water, sit down on the bench, and hope he goes away. I feel like he reminds me a lot of Tyreek. Maybe not as fast, but he definitely gets off the line really well. I feel like adding him to our lengthy big receivers like mm-hmm. Pittman and Pierce. Okay. It'll be a great addition for us that speedy, you know, we lost Paris. So mm-hmm. that inside slot receiver can get taken up and yeah. um and therefore that that spot is with Josh Downs. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh much respect when uh Reggie Wayne is going to bat for you during the combine, uh, getting coaches over, uh, showing them uh, your stuff. Uh, if you've got uh, who a should be Hall of Famer already, but definitely a future Hall of Famer uh, receiver on your side as your receivers coach, uh, that's that's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they got uh, Will Mallory, tight end from Miami. Uh, he connection here played high school. With Gus Bradley's son. Gus Bradley's son was his uh, QB uh, in Jacksonville area when Bradley was the coach down there. So, but do we need another tight end? That's that's what I'm thinking with this pick. I'm like, maybe he's there because they saw some blocking talent in him, which we definitely do need a blocking tight end. So does this mean you're picking up a rookie? And you're getting rid of Moali and Kylan because Drew has improved himself unless you count training camp because he was amazing at training camp. Mm-hmm. And Jelani definitely proved himself to be probably the best hands yeah. on the for the tight end spot. Yeah. 
So maybe they added Will Mallory because they saw an extra blocker, so then they already planned to get rid of Mallory and Kyle. Because I don't think you get rid of Drew or Jelani. Yeah. I was honestly a little disappointed because I thought uh, that, not that you want to miss out on Juju up there uh, in the second round, but they did have another late second round or early third round. I thought maybe they could have done a little bit of trading uh, because they traded away uh, the pick they actually traded down twice in the second round there real quick and and one of those picks traded away to the Raiders who picked uh, Michael Mayer from uh, Notre Dame which is who I thought most reminded me of Jack Bowe which we said you know yeah. was one of the mi- big missing pieces with the whole O-line issue uh, and blocking oh. last season so I was a little disappointed but they get, they see something and there's a connection there. So um, even down to the final pick for the Colts, two thirty six, Jake Witt. This dude was a, is a converted tight end to tackle. So he's six seven three oh two, and he ran a four point eight nine forty. That is insane for a tackle, and the reason like. We were kind of talking about this. The reason we have it is because you have that tight end, you have the bulkiness, but you also have to have the agility. Mm-hmm. And whenever you convert from tight end to tackle, you just add weight on. You still have that yep. agility and everything. Yep. So I think this is a really good pickup, maybe even a steal. Yeah, yeah. Because this late in the draft, that agile of tackle, yep. we need to booster boost our O line anyways. I think that's really good. Yeah, thirty-seven inch vertical for a three hundred pounder and a ten foot three inch broad jump. That's crazy. Uh, a lot of talk of athleticism, explosiveness, and even character throughout all of these draft picks from the Colts front office. In your opinion, best move of the draft of all the picks. What do you think? Um, I feel like that's an easy decision. Of Anthony Richardson because he was up there. You needed a quarterback desperately. You got a quarterback, and they're saying you got the guy you wanted. Um, but I think I'm going to go Josh Downs just because I see a lot of potential in him and the fact that Reggie fought for him at the combine. And he reminds me a lot of Tyreek, and look what Tyreek's done. So I'm going to go Josh Downs. All right. Uh, I am. I'm going to go Juju, Brents. Because of all the reasons we talked about thus far, and I called it. I called it early and often and even called the exact pick that they would do it on. And so uh, for a second, I got to play GM, and that was much rewarding for me. So, um, What was your worst move? um, I uh, I don't have all the picks in front of me, but... It seemed to me they they did a really good job of fitting what they needed, except for the tight end. I don't know that we need any more tight ends. I know that Chris Ballard was saying, and I told you this scared me, all this the depth at tight end in this draft. I don't know if we needed that tight end. Like I said, Michael Mayer might have been a better pick, um, but uh, yeah. yeah. What was your worst move? Uh, I think Will Mallory, same here. I don't see why we need another tight end. That's blocking, and that's pretty much all I got for that. Yeah. Although, I will say, it's a little sad 
for me as well as I'm sure you that they did not pick up Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I that saw him. Might have been the like, worst. Ooh, I I'd love him out on the team, but with the picks that we have and the order that we had, I don't think it was. Yeah, it just wasn't going to work. Speaking of Deuce Vaughn, grades are useless. Moments are forever, and the Cowboys created the moment of the draft when Cowboys scout Christopher Vaughn Sr. got to deliver the news to his son, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, that the Cowboys were taking him in the sixth round. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty crazy. He got to make the call, and uh, he was just like, hey, son, you want to come to work with me? <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is really cool. I mean, uh, he's been a scout with the Cowboys for a while, and uh, uh, yeah, pretty cool. Um, pretty cool moment for him. So, what do you think about the AFC South having Trevor Lawrence, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, and Anthony Richardson? Um, I think that maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but the year after that could potentially be having what um three teams two to three teams in the playoffs because of their development because they're just going to build around these quarterbacks like the chiefs have done so i don't see a reason why they can't all be playoff contenders yeah it'd be like the afc east this year yeah i I said that uh you know whenever i saw this coming i said you know what five years afc is going to run through the south oh yeah that's kind of where it is where it's headed uh Interestingly enough, if Will Levis can win the starting job as well as, uh, you know, all these other young quarterbacks, uh, all the top four quarterbacks will play each other this year. Yep. Because the AFC South, three of them are there, and then they all play the NFC South Panthers this year. Mm -hmm. So uh, what then was your Mayflower move of the entire draft? Um. I think this one's quite obvious for a lot of people. Same with me. Texans picking second, picking CJ Stroud. And then they jump right back up to three. You should have seen the way I reacted to that. I was jumping out of my seat. It was insane. Yep. And uh, and them doing that actually helped out the Colts be able to secure the guy they wanted all the, all the way along in Anthony Richardson. Because mm-hmm. if somebody else jumps up and takes him, um, then they're left with what's next. I'm going to say that the Mayflower move is the surprise that Will Levis did not go in the first round. Uh, I was not too high on him, but for him to slip all the way to the second round, I think is a little extreme, especially when mm-hmm. you have, uh, namely, a team like the Tampa Bay Bucks that they're going with Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. And it just seems like that may not be exactly the winning combination when you could have maybe gotten a young guy to be the next uh, Mm -hmm. franchise quarterback. So then, as if we can actually determine this at this point, who do you think won the draft? I think, in my opinion, Eagles did. They had a really good team, and they went out and got exactly what they needed. And I think that... If you go out, get what you need, and you're already a really good team, plus you made it to the Super Bowl, you, and but you lost it. You have that grind, that mentality to get back there and redeem yourselves, and just adding players on that you needed. So I think the Eagles won that draft. Yeah, I I think uh, I think they did really good. 
you could say the uh, you could say Houston for what they did with trading up. You could maybe say the Cardinals for what they got trading back. Um, it's almost impossible to get you know figure out who won the draft because who knows what these players are really going to do. Did you address needs well with uh, the talent that was there? I think in the answer to that question, I know I am biased, but I'm going to say the Colts won. Okay. Early on, we said their top three needs were quarterback, cornerback, Mm -hmm. wide receiver. What did they pick the first three to picks? Quarterback, cornerback, wide receiver. In that exact order. Mm -hmm. So um, either we're really good at what we do or they're really good at what they do or both. I'll, yep. I'll stick with that one. Now, for the Niners' neighborhood. Oh, yeah. They didn't pick till the third round. And what they ended up doing was they got two tight ends. Two tight ends. I don't get it. No. You have George Kittle. Yeah, one of the best of all time. Absolutely. Totally agree. They got a wide receiver, sure. They got a linebacker. Cool. D-line and a cornerback always helps. Yep, sure. I just don't get the investment in tight end, especially two of them, and not fill in with like a late-round quarterback just in case because you're you're kind of up in the air with the beginning of the season and things like that. And on top of that, the league schedule is coming out on Thursday. And we will be back to talk about that and go through it game by game and give our way too early predictions on that. Mm -hmm. This is Liam. And this is Kevin. Reminding you to stay unstable.